Hello? Yo. Yo, what's going on, man? Hey, I just got a fucking call from the network, man. Um, looks like I'm going to be a host of their awards show this year. Um, okay. I did not know they were doing an awards show. Yeah, apparently they do one every year. Um, this year they wanted me to host it because sounds like Trill Talk is up for an award. I hope this, what is this, fan voted? Is this just nominations? How the hell does this? I don't know, because I don't have any access to our podcast numbers anymore since this network has been involved. Um, apparently it's a fan favorite. They are up for an award. Uh, I guess our, I, I we, we're up for an award too. Um, I know that everything pro wrestling is up for an award as well as the bomb cast and a few other friends in our, in the podcast game of ours. Mm-hmm. I know I, I seen rant and rave on the bill. Um, seen a couple other podcasts that we're going up against on certain ones, but sounds like, uh, they were talking to me if I can get a hold of Conrad to, uh, maybe, uh, be a guest host as well. Um, so I'm going to give, I'm going to give, uh, him a shout. I don't know why the fuck they don't call him. They called him for everything pro wrestling and they called him the, when he covered our show. So they got his fucking contact information. I don't know why they don't just fucking ask him. Yeah. I don't understand this network and how the fuck is Tro talk nominated. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> after, after last week, I, I don't know what's going on with Chris, but if we're going to have to coexist inside of an award ceremony, uh, I better give this guy a call and maybe clear, clear the air a little bit and, um, try to calm things down a little bit so we can at least coexist for a night. Yeah, I don't, I'm kind of worried of how this is going to go with him there. I don't even know if he knows about this. I don't know, man, but, uh, also, uh, Rosalind gave me a call and they were really excited that we made a guest appearance at Trill Talk, even though it ended in, uh, Bob breaking his arm and <laughs> getting injured. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to call Chris and apologize for that as well, I guess, as much as I don't want to. Um, like I said, I just got to kind of clear the air so that way we, uh, <laughs> there's no problems at this award ceremony, especially yeah. with our friends in attendance, you know. Yeah, we don't want to go through a, a situation like we did before. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. That's all right, man. We'll pull it through. We'll pull it through. I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure Chris will be able to calm it down if I let him know that he's up for an award. So um, we'll we'll just have to see. I don't know. Well, I guess we got to do what we do. Got to do. I guess. I I don't know if the I wonder if the network even called him and let him know about it. I I don't even know. This network is so damn confusing. They're so asinine the way they go. Yeah, it pays the bills though. So. Yeah, it's been paying the bills. It's just been a pain in the ass working with him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but we're having fun along the way too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to call and let you know that um, I'll get a hold of you later when it's time to start recording some pro wrestling shoot. All right. Cool, man. I'll Peace. see you later on. All right, later. Yep, later. This is the pro wrestling shoot. This is the pro wrestling. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Show!
This is your host, Jesse Carter. Oh, wrestling show! It's about to get exciting. Oh, wrestling show! How long is this going to last? Bro, 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 wrestling! Bro, 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 wrestling! Bro, 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 wrestling! Bro, 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 wrestling! Shoot! What is going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Shoot. I am your host, Jesse Carter. Join with me as always, my co-host, James Pennard Jr. And we are all here today. Timothy. Present. Thank you. It's it's kind of rough, man. I'm feeling a little sick. <laughs> this is a rough time to record. I caught a little cold. Um, I, I did the bomb cast last week. Um, if you guys haven't gone and checked that out, go and do so. It was a fun time. It was great not talking about pro wrestling, which is also going to lead us into a new segment on the show, which we are going to be dubbing um, BTR, Beyond the Ring. James, how the fuck are you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, had some had some close people to me test positive for COVID. I was one of them. But I'm in a better state. Um, luckily, I was asymptomatic, but here I am. Um, and yeah, I feel really good. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting way to start 2022. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if I have COVID yet. I'm quarantined currently. <laughs> I don't think that I got COVID again. But who knows, man? Uh, <laughs> these different variants running around, it's crazy. I mean, I haven't felt like, I, I don't feel like, I did the last time I had COVID. This time I just feel like I have a bad cold, a um, little chest congestion, some coughing, some runny nose, mm. stuff like that. But I did go and get tested today. Um, we will find out. I guess you'll hear the results next week. Hopefully I can, uh, you know, test negative so that way I can attend uh, this thing that we got c coming up, which uh, I've been contacted by the network. We are going to be hosting an award ceremony for uh, MW Network award ceremony. Are you excited about that, James? I am. I was kind of thrown off that they do something like this with the network, but uh, yeah, I'm interested of what the nominees are. We were nominated, and uh, sadly, we have to say Trill Talk was on there. So, yeah, Trill, Trill but, Talk is uh, nominated, unfortunately. Um, but I'm excited nonetheless, man. I mean, supposedly I'm supposed to be hosting, but if I test positive, obviously uh, the floor will be yours. You will be uh, hosting that award ceremony and accepting on our behalf if we win. But other than that, um, so far, I mean, I feel I feel okay. I'm not like I don't feel terrible. So that's that's good news, I guess. I, I don't. It definitely doesn't feel like like COVID, but. Um, I don't know. Like I said on the bombcast, um, I've been working in some extreme cold weather here. Um, I'm hoping that it was just <laughs> just a, a nasty cold that I caught. But then again, man, we got that variant running around, taking everybody, putting everybody down <laughs> for the count. But but I am reading that it, the that variant is exactly what I got right now. It was just like a like a cold. It's like cold symptoms. It's not like the Delta. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy year. We have more variants come out. They just added like two more variants plus that uh, what is it, Omicron? 
I don't it, even know how to pronounce I, it. I don't, don't want to butcher know. it. So that's it's, why I said the variant. Yeah, <laughs> variant. Um, but yeah, it's been a weird year. We sadly had some. Uh, we had Bob Sackett pass away, which was um, pretty shocking to me. Oh, man. Terrible. It's, terrible. Uh, Last week, Bob Saget. We also lost uh, Betty White two weeks ago. John Madden was John another Madden. one. And- um, it's, it's, been, it's been a rough start to 2022. Be- uh, Betty White died right before 2022, correct? Yeah, she died... Uh- was it the thirty first of December or thirtieth? Yeah, she might have. Uh, yeah, I think it before a hundred. That's right. Before a hundred. I don't know if you've seen. I've seen the magazines. Like, oh yeah, she's turning a hundred, and well, yeah. sadly, she didn't make it. And uh, our friends, uh, AEW, actually did a little tribute to her. I don't know if you knew about that. I did. I seen that. That was really cool. So. Um, yeah, just a sad, sad start to twenty twenty two. But I mean, what do you expect? These last three four years have been kind of. Uh, Kind of brutal, you know what I mean? I think it started with Kobe Bryant, and then everything just started going downhill <laughs> you know, from there. We've lost Brody Lee. We've lost a lot of a lot of people along the way. Yeah, it's um, not due to COVID though. Like just no, just tragic as it's Kobe's. Just, yeah, um, it's still crazy to remember. I remember that day when it happened. I was totally shocked by it, and you know that was like I don't know. That was like the start of like everything going downhill. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if I can remember correctly, it did start with Kobe Bryant, and then everything just kind of, man, when, we started losing wrestlers left and right, and and then but, COVID, and then just everything. You had protests. You had there's just there was just a lot, man. So we're gonna pour a drink out tonight for all of them. Um, definitely childhood. Um, gosh, man, childhood role models mm-hmm. in Betty Betty White and Bob Saget, man. I, yeah. <laughs> Com- completely at a loss for words for that. Uh, even John Madden. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, John Madden was a throw off for me. Uh, obviously, I have all the video games of his. Betty White. I think I told you guys I saw her like at a Raw once live in L.A. And uh, yeah, I think you did tell me that. And Bob Saget. Yeah, his was like shocking. I think he had like a comedy show like two days ago, two days before his passing. And uh, I didn't know he was in wrestling. At any point. I did not know. That was a fun fact. I don't know if you knew that. He was actually in. I seen some video with him um, at some wrestling promotion. And I even seen a video with him in the ring with John Moxley. A young John Moxley. Yeah. Uh, John, John Moxley. Yeah. One was Moxley and the other one was. Um, he was like a, the GM for one night at like Chikara Wrestling. He was like the GM announcing matches. So that's a little fun fact that I did not know about. That he was ever involved in wrestling. But uh you know, we all remember him from Full House and Fuller House. It's uh, let's just you know, let's just have a better start to twenty twenty two because this is a rough, uh, rough time. Yeah, it's de- hopefully it's just a rough patch <laughs> and we can get through this exactly. But as I mentioned earlier, um, we will be doing a new segment here shortly. I don't know if we're gonna are we gonna do it this week or are we gonna do it next week. We're gonna start it next week. We'll, 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 we'll talk about it off air. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, I think we'll give, give the fans, um, time to breathe a little, uh, not just fans, but, uh, our listeners are our family. So thank you guys so much for supporting us every single mm-hmm. week. Our, our listen, our, our numbers are going up, which means you guys are greatly helping us by giving us those five-star reviews on Spotify, po- Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and sharing the, the, the podcast to other wrestling fans. 
Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Um, uh, yeah, we couldn't have done it without you, and we still have fun each and every week doing this. I hope this new segment doesn't throw everybody off, but we want to do this segment called BTR, which is Beyond the Ring. Uh, we want to do a segment that isn't wrestling related whatsoever. We just want to <laughs> be able to talk about pop culture and stuff. And I and I want to shout out um, the Bombcast for inspiring me to do so, just because um, I. If everybody knows me personally, they know that I wanted to start a podcast based on movies and film and pop culture. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon. So if I'm not going to be starting that, I would like to squeeze a segment into this show to where we can do that. Now, I I know I've mentioned that to some other uh, colleagues and they've said, you know, oh, well, maybe you should make that just a its own thing by itself on the pro wrestling shoot and uh, like a bonus episode. I don't really, I'm not really into recording too many bonus episodes. If I do a bonus episode, I'd still like it to be wrestling related and be a watch along of some sort, just because we don't really have time to do watch alongs anymore. So if we do a watch along, that will be a bonus episode type of thing. But as far as this, I feel like we can squeeze a segment in talking about pop culture or movies or whatever else that's unwrestling related and call it Beyond the Ring. What do you think? Yeah, it's a different uh, aspect. Like, get away from the wrestling. No, get me wrong. We all love wrestling here. Um, much appreciated to all you listeners giving us five stars and uh, sending other people our uh, podcast, merchandise, sites, and everything else. We much appreciate it. And uh, we always want to change it like every week. Obviously, we've been doing what if. We always try to come up like something different that, you know, try to mix it up with the dirt. Um, you know, everything else we can think of in our mind. It's it's like we're, we're like we're writers backstage in wrestling, just trying to come up with something different every week. And uh, yeah, the Beyond the Ring BTR um, is going to be very fun. Just talk about stuff like besides wrestling that's like going around the world or just crazy, crazy ass stories, you know, or fun facts that we didn't even know about or whatever the case is, you know, sometimes or movies, is, which is my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good movies, TV shows, James, I'm gonna have to get you on that shit because I know that you're not a movie guy whatsoever. And I don't want to have guests every time that we do this segment. And let me, let me clarify to guys, this won't be a segment that's on the show every single week. It's just something that we're going to throw on there every once in a while. When something catches our attention and we want to talk about it, then we're just going to talk about it. Or we could even be talking about football because we love football, sports-related. UFC, um, soccer, hockey. I don't think we'll be talking about soccer too much, but (laughs) we'll be talking about about hockey, baseball, stuff like that, some sports-related stuff and pop culture-related things. yeah, I mean, and it's it's only going to be one segment, guys. So don't don't get me wrong. This is still very, very, very much a wrestling podcast, um, and it will continue to be so. But on that note, man, we have some uh, Roseland news as well to get out of the way. Um, they did announce the the COVID protocols. And speaking of everybody getting sick and testing positive and stuff <laughs> like that, there is um, a protocol going into Roseland, and I do believe uh, what Pomona and and Vegas. And a couple other shows, they're going to be similar. Um, All it is is, you know, obviously the masks have always been a thing. So masks will be required the entire time that you are in the building unless you're eating and drinking. Um, As well as uh, if you are unvaxxed, you provide a negative COVID test uh, prior to entry or before. Yeah. 
and um i think a vax card right james is that the yeah i think it's like 72 hours negative tests and then which is plenty of time which is yeah it's practically similar to i think uh you you can get rapid covid tests nowadays that are just and he even said that at home um um he did he did put an ad on there he said that uh if you have an at-home test um, you can bring that to the show. They usually take about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, yeah. You can do that at the show and, and test negative right there at the show. And they can show, you know, um, so it, it, it works either way. I mean, it's, it's safety protocols. I didn't expect anything less. I, I knew this was coming. Um, I was just waiting for the, the go ahead <laughs> from him to post the actual rules. Uh, on my on my part, dude, I w- I do wish that some of these companies, and you know, it's not it's not anything to do with you know prestige, but I do wish that if you're gonna sell tickets to an event, um, I think that everybody should know this stuff prior to to uh, getting your tickets. You know what I mean? You you need to know this information before you purchase a ticket because a lot of people get butthurt over these sort of things. It's a silly thing to get mad about. But it's kind of expected at this point just for every event. Um, I mean, we've seen this all across the country. So I, I would expect nothing less. But um, maybe maybe let these guys know before you purchase tickets. It, it's the norm, so I get it. It's just always like certain states change their rules. Um, so it's kind of not enough. Certain states regulate, some don't. It's I get under, I get people's frustrations, you know, but it's just the norm. It's just the norm, so. It's just trying to create a safe a safe environment for everyone. Don't want no COVID outbreaks. Obviously, I went through one. I have see had COVID, so you know, just just want to keep safe. That's, you were lucky though, man. You were lucky on that COVID outbreak. Yeah, I um, yeah, gladly I was asymptomatic. My girl's family, different story. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, could have been a false positive too. You know what I mean? Because eh, there are know. there are there are tests that. Just pick that shit up, and I mean they they fail. I mean nothing's perfect, but yeah. Um, I mean you never know, but you know just for everyone's safety, just trying to protect everyone out there. So that's just my belief. Whatever your everybody else's belief is, that's fine. Yeah, I mean especially at the show. I mean wearing a mask is not a big deal. Um, it's it's the norm. It's, it's the norm. Yeah. You get used to it. So I, I mean, I, and if you don't want to wear a mask, go sit up at the bar and drink your beer. And the whole time you're drinking, you won't have to wear a mask. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> just find a reason. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We both went to SummerSlam. We didn't have the mask on the whole time. Hell, we barely wore it for like ten minutes. We were eating. We just found yeah. a reason not to wear it. I yeah, mean, well, not the you know, way we, we're trying we, to preach we were, it. You know, we were actually eating. It's not like we were being. We were drinking, but it, it, I did put the mask back on when I was done. I, I have no I have no problem wearing the mask. It's it's you know it, you buy a comfortable mask to wear and you'll be okay. Just make sure it protects you because you know when you're in a crowd it is scary, uh, especially a crowd like we were at at SummerSlam and this was still like at the height of Delta. <laughs> so in Las Vegas, so. in Las Vegas with over fifty thousand or forty thousand. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, who I think Pat. Yeah, Pat. I think test positive COVID at the time. <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a tough time, you know. But you know, I wasn't going to miss Pat, out on the show. Pat for uh, the commentary, uh, McAfee. Oh, Pat okay, McAfee, yeah, yeah. Or how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, dude. I mean, just be safe. Um, it's it's definitely good protocol for for events. I 
I remember when I told you um, about sponsoring Roseland that we both, you know, you, that was like one of the first things that you asked, what's the COVID protocol? And I was like, ah, well, knowing prestige and knowing Portland and, and the Pacific Northwest, I'm pretty sure you're going to be required to have a negative test or, or a COVID vaccine and, and have a mask on the whole time. Cause we have been, uh, I know that you were shocked when you guys went under, under a mask mandate, not that long ago Mm -hmm. uh, again, but we have been under a mask mandate since the start of this. The only time that we weren't under a mask mandate was for like a month. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah, different story here in California. Way different. We just got back onto it. Uh, I think December. It was supposed to go to January fifteenth. They extended it for another month. And before that, we haven't had the mass mandate for like five, six months. I want to oh, say, okay. just okay. if you were vaccinated, don't wear a mask. Or yeah, and if you weren't vaccinated, obviously you need to wear your mask. But. That's what it was here too. So if you're vaccinated, you didn't need a mask and all that stuff. But as soon as it was like, as soon as Delta was released, then Inslee put us back under lockdown and same with Kate Brown out in Oregon. Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, dude. But other than that, man, enough sad talk about COVID-19. Let's fucking get into the dirt. What's up? What's up? With James Pinard Jr. James the fuck you got for us yeah literally what's up um what's up what what is really up with WWE and this forbidden door we actually got the shock that i wasn't expecting uh in our group chat we were shocked by this they were announcing entries for the women uh royal rumble and shockingly they announced mickey james who is the impact uh knockout champion and she will be going to the royal rumble and i must add that she did retain her uh champion against Diana uh, at Hard to Kill, I believe that is what it's called. And yeah, she hard will to kill, be yep. showing up. So I'm kind of kind of shocked by this. I didn't expect this. I don't know if I'm more shocked that it's a forbidden door if that, or if it's just Mickey coming back after what happened last time. What are your thoughts about Um, I, I dig it, dude. I think it's cool. Um, I think it's... I don't know. I... I think it's cool personally, but at the same time, it's it's strange coming from WWE just because I we're we're so accustomed to how they work <laughs> and mm-hmm. how they have worked for for many many years. But I don't know, man. I I think I dig it. I, I don't. I'm not sure if it's a way to open the forbidden door or if it's a way to put Mickey James into the Hall of Fame this year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know that was a talk. She was. Uh... Fantastic talent. I enjoyed her work when she was in WWE at the early start, feuding with Trish and then her feuds with like Lena and other great rest- women wrestlers. She was in 2007. Yeah, she's had it on and off with WWE. I know the last time did not go so well after they sent her stuff in the trash bag. Uh, yeah, but that was, I don't think. I don't think that was a Vince McMahon thing. I think that was a, what was it, Mark Carano? I think so, and he got fired for it. Um, so yeah. I know that was a whole different thing. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, I was shocked that Pat announced this when he said Impact Knockout Champion, and I was thinking, is this a Vince McMahon line that was fed to him? Did he just feed it into himself? I was like, did, I was like, did he, was he supposed to eat bread up? Were they just going to bring her and just say, James, that's it? No mentions of Impact Wrestling, and that's when uh, Impact congr- congratulated her and WWE on breaking. 
So it was an interesting twist. And now there's rumors of bringing somebody else that you don't expect. And they're calling it the Forbidden End. So any idea who that would be? I don't know, but I just got goosebumps right now. And this just made Royal Rumble a hell of a lot more interesting this year. Because we were talking about how <laughs> how boring the Royal Rumble was possibly going to be. <laughs> so I, I'm excited, dude. I think this is cool. I don't know if they're... I, I, I read rumors of them possibly working with AEW, of possibly working with uh, Impact. I've heard Moose come on there and say that he wants to be in the Royal Rumble or he wants to challenge Roman Reigns. Um, there's some weird shit going on on the internet right now, dude. I None of this is fact. Let's just point that out. None of this is fact. And we don't know what the hell is going to happen. But, I mean, let's talk about the possibilities, right? Like, fuck, that'd be sick to see AEW work with WWE. Can you imagine, like, Cody Rhodes with his heat coming into WWE? <laughs> uh, I knew that was the first name you are going to bring up, Cody. You're Cody, you're Mark. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's just hey, fuck you, buddy. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why. I just the only thing that I'm gonna hate about this because they, you know, if WWE is gonna do a forbidden entry, you know, whoever the hell it is, bring somebody that's never been on WWE. Don't give me a oh hey this like don't give me like hey I can, Dustin I can Rhodes. Get with that. You know, I can get with do you that. get what I'm saying? Like oh you brought me. Oh, we've already seen her. You know, she's that's the first that that is actually the first thing that I thought about when they when I read all this news is that, oh, well, uh, chances are we're going to get somebody that has worked WWE and knows that environment. Somebody like John, maybe a John Moxley at his return because he's coming back soon. Um, Yeah. You know what I mean? Just somebody, somebody from WWE. It's just their lame way of like, hey, bring somebody new. No, we're bringing this guy. Oh, but they're in impact. Yeah, but it's a WWE. I mean, would you still be disappointed though? Regardless, it would still be cool. I yeah, think. I mean, it would. It would be interesting. Um, I'm just, you know, if you bring somebody like the biggest one that I can think that they brought, you know, what well, wasn't a forbidden entry way, but it was somebody we've never seen. AJ Styles, like I mentioned. AJ Styles, AJ Styles was the greatest was Royal Rumble entrant of all time. Yeah, even though they botched the entrance and everything, um, or the camera angles, I think it was. Did they? I, think I don't remember so. that. I don't know. I think it was as his, soon as but... I seen AJ on that screen, I have never fucking marked out so bad in my life. You know, when AJ was in the WWE. That was it for me, dude. <laughs> I was so fucking stoked. So I don't know. I mean, there's predictions. I, you know, uh, we threw on our predictions of who can come back to the rumble. Of course they were WWE workers now outside. Who knows? I mean, I honestly don't believe they're going to do anything with New Japan. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't see WWE working with New Japan. I know there was a rumor they wanted to buy them, but I just didn't see that. They wanted to buy uh, New Japan? I think Vince wanted to buy New Japan at one point, and that got thrown down. Uh, I'm just I trying just to think. I don't see how that partnership would work very yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think there was an idea of like Vince wanted to do some like NXT type of deal with Japan, since they already have NXT UK. They wanted to do Pan in the mix, which maybe would have been a good investment. So but... here, here, here's here's the thing too. It's great that they're bringing Mickey James in because she's known from from that WWE audience. But you got to remember, dude. Like a lot of these people that watch WWE, they don't watch AEW. So, like most of them, they don't watch AEW. They're all casual WWE fans. So working with Impact and bringing somebody from Impact that only you know, hardcore wrestling fans like us know 
um, it could affect the pop, so to speak. You know what I mean? But if you bring somebody from AEW, because most of those fans that are casual, they still know about people in AEW. Compared to a WWE audience, it'd be a lot different. It'd be if better you, than Impact, I think. It, it yeah. Uh, I'm just questioning who they would bring over. Uh, I mean, do you have any ideas, or is there any names you would like to bring over that would be like um, Kenny Omega? That is, <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to see Kenny Omega now in in the WWE and possibly like a WrestleMania or something like that. I don't want to see Kenny Omega work full time in WWE, just because I think that that would ruin what Kenny Omega is. But I would still like to see him in. WWE go against people like AJ Styles or um, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. That would yep, be really fucking fun to watch. Exactly. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Can you imagine Brock Lesnar versus some of these guys like fucking Wardlow or something? Mm, Wardlow's yeah. not as not as known. I don't think that that would be a good choice for them to bring in. But <laughs> I can <laughs> see MJF coming. Yeah, you know it's funny because I that know that would was be that wasn't they mentioned. That was a name that I heard rumored because of him throwing Bruce Pritchard, all the other stuff, the WrestleMania stuff. Could you imagine if Daniel Bryan went back to the Rumble? I don't. I wonder how big of the pop would be, and would he? Would they change him back? Would they just keep him as Bryan Danielson, or would it be a one night? Well, thing he's of- he. You got to remember that these guys are under contract with AEW, so no matter what they do, they have to go by their AEW contract. This is yeah. this is not a contracted deal. This is strictly uh, basically a handshake and a hot dog, you know what I mean, type thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, uh, you know, there there are no binding contracts with these guys in WWE. They, there might be a contract just for him to go to the Rumble, but I don't see him changing their name. I think that they will call him by Brian Danielson. Yeah, and I must mention, so uh, there was a, it was reported that WWE's policy has similarly changed in regards to using wrestlers under contract to other wrestling from well. So maybe that's really, how they got, yeah, I did read that. So I don't what do you, know. What, how does that work? Like they can go and wrestle with other promotions now? I, I'm not really sure. Um, and with the whole forbidden door thing, it's going to be for the men. Bro, bro. So I'm wondering if it's going to be one name, if it's going to be multiple. I don't know. And this from a shout out to WrestleVote on Twitter um, always has good inside scoop. And he stated that uh, had more than one source this weekend that had uh, direct that were directly asking me that they believe that he would try for an unexpected forbidden door in. So he's kind of skeptical, but he can see it happen that they are open to doing it. So. You know, it's interesting. This is this is this is WWE's way of getting MJF to sign with WWE. These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you, could you see PG like MJF like not be able to do anything, flip people off, saying the stuff he says? I, 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 I wonder. I, it, it would not be MJF. It, it would. I would like to see MJF come in just to just to get that reaction, but I would not like to see MJF I mean, stay there. It would no, be completely different. No. How would you react, MJF? Just, just see it now. MJF in the mid, in the ring, just looking at each other, stare down. Oh hell no! I think it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be great. The ultimate heel versus the ultimate heel. Obviously, uh, MJF has got him beat on this one, though. In my, in my perspective. But 
I don't know, man. I, there's so many possibilities that can happen if WWE would just fucking take their head out of their ass and, yeah. and, um, and do some business with these companies because yeah. it it would be great for wrestling all around. It would be great for wrestling. Yeah, it's a different environment. You're getting a mix of, you know, different promotions with WWE, which you've never seen that before. Quite frankly, yeah, they did it with WCW, but that was after buying them out. So that, that's a little different compared to now. Uh, I mean, one of the things I see on the comment here uh, is just Jim joking of, could you hear Michael Cole going off on commentary and say, he's Slater. Oh, my God, what is he doing here? Could you? <laughs> uh, <sighs> These guys and their fucking dirt sheets. You know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I it's, just feel like they're going to do some, like, ribbing, and it's going to be, like, former. Heath Slater could be one I can honestly see coming to the Rumble. Rhino. Uh, Eric Young. Just people that we've already seen on Dirty Division. I, I wouldn't really, want to see. I wouldn't want to see any of that. Um, I see, and I'm just scared that they're going to do something like that. I just hope. If they're going to bring somebody from different. Impact, let's, let's, let's talk about people like, um, like Moose. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Moose, Moose would Moose. be a very good one. Let's let's see. Let's let's look at Impact's roster yeah. real quick. I mean, and I honestly believe. I mean, they just announced Impact for obviously with Mickey James. I feel like it's just going to be Impact's roster because they, Impact has never been a big deal to them compared to AEW, and uh, you know. Well, let's look at the roster. I could see um, see like another name, the Inspiration, obviously the iconic. That could be one for the women, because they were obviously in there. I want um, the Good Brothers. I don't know if they would go. I wouldn't um, even want to see that. Well, let's see what names you see that would pop out. Um, for women's, I would say. Um, for me, it's like it's Moose. <laughs> I'd like to see Sammy Callahan. That'd be that'd be kind of Sammy cool. Callahan would be a good one. Um, um, Willie Mack, Willie Ziggy Mack Dice, a- Ziggy Dice would be fun. Sue Young. Oh, Sue Young would be Sue fucking Young would awesome. Be, Sue Young. Could you imagine Sue Young? And then if I would pop just because that's, that's my hometown girl right there, man. I'd yeah. have to pop for that. That'd be, uh, that'd be a lot of fun. But dude, this, or- this, I'm not a big fan of the impact roster. I like lady frost. She's on the impact roster. She's an independent wrestler that i watched for a couple years i'm very familiar with her johnny swinger so, uh chris saban <laughs> would be pretty cool chris saban uh but let me see i'm just saying dude like this roster it, just it's doesn't, not that hernandez i forgot is in gail kim would be another one we haven't seen her on WWE television i know she has a lot of beef with yeah i don't i don't know man for me it's just the two um yeah like sammy callahan and moose that, that'd be like the only two men's in the men's roster that I'd be interested yeah, in. Yeah, Chris Saban would be interesting one for sure. Moose. Eddie Edwards might be a little decent. Uh I'm just not a big fan of Impact. Like, um I've tried to watch it. I'm just not a big it's not that I have anything against these these wrestlers on the on the roster. I don't for one, I don't know enough about them. To, to be as excited. I know about Moose. I know about Sammy Callahan. Um, but a lot of these, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to see Big Kaz back. I wouldn't want to see, you know, Tommy Dreamer. I wouldn't want to see Rich Swan. I wouldn't want to see Rhino. I wouldn't want to see any of these guys that have already been there. Trey Miguel. Wouldn't... Trey Miguel would be in. 
one since his boys are on MSK. Since he was the one that was supposed to go to NXT, he decided to stay. Okay. Chris Bay would be cool. Chris if we Bay can get Chris Bay. Sorry, I, I feel I feel like I offended all of the wrestling community by not even mentioning Chris Bay. Chris Bay would be phenomenal to see. Yeah, Finn Juice. Finn Juice detecting the Finn Juice would be interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, David it's, it's, Finley uh, and Juice Robinson. I'm just gonna I'm I mean, gonna leave it right now, man. I would it, as much as Impact would be cool to see a couple of these guys. I feel like there's just so much more to offer with AEW, dude, and like bringing in people like MJF, um, even Moxley coming back as John Moxley would be fucking awesome. Not as Dean Ambrose, but as John Moxley. Yeah. Can you imagine him standing in the ring with Seth Rollins in the Royal Rumble or? Roman Reigns or somebody like that, but I know that Roman Reigns won't be entered into the Royal Rumble. Neither is Seth, so. But, uh, yeah, neither, because I, I think that both of those guys are fighting for the time. So, yes. actually, the current plan from what I read is that Seth Rollins is supposed to be beating Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is supposed to enter into the Rumble. Yeah, so. I, I hate this idea. Yeah, what I heard the rumor was it was supposed to be if Roman did not test positive, Lesnar was going to beat him for the title, and then Seth was going to beat Biggie for the title. So I don't know if it's going to be Roman winning the title again at Mania. So the plans were to put the belt on on Seth. That's and, yeah, that's, and that's what they're trying stone. to keep it with. Yes, that was the original plan. That was the original match. And then they started adding Lashley. Then they added Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then Lesnar, Lesnar situation. So. I just don't understand why we can't get a title unification. Like, what the fuck? Honestly, what I is think so complicated about doing something it's right? That, in WWE? It's that so-called black, black, yeah. brand split. It's just, and now they're starting to do it again. Like I was mentioning, they 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 don't ever stick with their brand split. They just had Seth Rollins on Raw when he's a SmackDown. Yeah. So I don't understand what's this ordeal of having Raw superstars and SmackDown just put one roster together, leave it as is. Go back to the old school style, like the old school game. You have, or I would change the format. One world, one world title, um, two mid card championships. Obviously, you would have U.S. Intercontinental, um, one women's title, and one tag. But no, they have to have like twenty different championships. I don't yeah, understand. I don't, I, don't, I don't get that either. I don't just do an undisputed title and that's it. Do that for one. You can do U.S. and Intercontinental. That's fine. One tag team championship. You don't have that many tag teams. Just do one championship. Women. So if they do, if they do do this whole Seth plan, you know what I mean, and Seth does win the title, he's a Raw champion at this point. So that means what? That title goes back to red? <laughs> are we turning the title? Are we turning the universal title back to red? Yeah, it would be going back to red, and then you would have Roman. Well, Roman's already on SmackDown. Lesnar was free agent. So he could just flip flop, go back and forth, uh, and it's been Ex- interesting. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you already have a a guy like that that is able to show up on Raw and SmackDown, what the fuck is the difference between the champion showing up on both? Yeah, I mean, if that was if if my uh, memory is not mistaken, I believe that's how it was back in the day. The Universal Champion would be able to show up on both shows. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's how it was. Back yeah, it was. It was. Um, I think when Taker the first time I ever went. Well, no, the first time I ever went to Raw, 
and SmackDown, The Rock was the champion, and he showed up on okay. both shows. Okay, yeah. So I don't know what direction they're going to go with this, but it seems like the plan the that was the plan that Roman was going to lose the belt to Lesnar, and I don't know if I hate that. I, to be honest, I think Lesnar should have just not won the title anyways, but. It is what I don't it know, is. man. This this version of Lesnar, I absolutely love. I do, so. of course. Now, Seth, I hate the fact that he's going to be turning to a face. I do hate that idea, but it is. Do you think what he will? I what makes he, you think that? Um, I believe he was doing. I think he was acting like a face. I heard on SmackDown, and when he entered the room with to Roman, if you noticed, did the the shield theme song with the knock. Notice that. Um, but I didn't even watch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, he knocked at the I'm door. Guilty. They were trying to I'm, announce. I might watch it tonight. Yeah, since uh, apparently I don't have to work as I'm waiting for a COVID test. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny. Like we mentioned the Royal Rumble, we were like, "How are you guys gonna change it up?" And they do Mickey James. Now, let's just hope they stick to something. Give us something different that will get the fans talking. If they don't, you know, I don't want to think of it in my mind. Nor do you. We want we want them to succeed. We want them to get somewhere. So give us something different. Yeah, you brought Mickey James. I think more of the fans would pop if you see an Impact World Championship on WWE television. I think that's really why a lot of people pop for it. Yeah, well, I'm not popping. I'm happy for Mickey James, man. But that's about it. Um, I hope this leads into a Hall of Fame induction ceremony for her because she deserves it. Um, that's, that's about it. As far as I go with that, man. Yeah. Uh, and I might mention, I think, uh, you probably agree with me on if she does go in the hall of fame, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Trish and Duxner since that's who she start, first started working with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great, but yeah, that about sums up the dirt, man. Um, we will, uh, continue this show on, uh, well, I don't know if fucking Trill Talk's going to pop in. Yeah, they just pop that shit in any time they want. But uh, it's either fucking Trill Talk or um, we're going to talk about some Battle of the Belts here coming up. Either way, you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Fuck Chris Williams. Yeah, man. This is the Fallen Union of Christopher Daniels, National Treasure, Inspiration to Children Everywhere, and you're listening to Pro Wrestling Shoot! What's up, ladies? You know who it is. Oh, my it's God. It's your boy, Mr. Loverman. Can't believe this fucking answering machine. I'm not in right now, but leave me a hot message, and I'll hit you back so I can hit you from the back. This guy's fucking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yo, this is Jesse, dude. Hey man, I feel like I feel like we're taking this a little bit too far. Hit me back up, dude. We have this award ceremony that we're supposed to be coexisting at. I just want to get a hold of you and touch base, um, so that way we're not having any issues at the award ceremony. Um, I know that you're you're up for an award, so are we in certain segments. Um, we're going to have to coexist on this thing, dude. I apologize for Bob's arm. I really do. But this guy's got to learn how to fucking stay out of our business, man. This is between us and you. 
You don't have to be sick and bob on us every time we show up at Trill Talk. If you didn't want to show up in it, showing up at Trill Talk, then you shouldn't have fucking interrupted our segments, man. You have to understand where we're coming from. Anyway, um, let's make a truce, dude. Just just for next week. The shit's in Buffalo, New York. I know you're gonna be there. Um, hit me back, dude. And let's let's talk the shit out. All right, later. So AEW Battle of the Belts. Um, not as exciting as it sounds, guys. <laughs> not as exciting. Yeah, decent. I would say the opener was decent. I still don't understand why you couldn't just postpone the TNT Championship match and filled it with something else. But I do understand the name Battle of the Belts, so the show must go on. Uh, Bro, on the fucking um, original flyer, they have Adam Hangman Page, the Lucha Bros, Cody Rhodes, and Britt Baker. Literally, only two of these titles were defended. Why? Why are we? Why are we doing one-hour shows for Battle of the Belts? Why? Why? Why couldn't have this been a, a two-hour special with every belt defended? If it's Battle of the Belts, we had should have just put it as a dynamite. We had to be quite honest. Yeah, this this was fucking weird. So we had the FTR title defended against Matt Seidel, Ricky Starks versus Matt Seidel. Matt, the FTW championship, sir, not FTR. Oh my bad. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. The fucking belt means nothing. The yeah. belt means nothing. This hey, not to no Taz, it does matter. <laughs> fuck Taz. Anyway, dude, yeah. The the FTW title. Versus, you know, it was fucking Ricky Stark, uh, was it Ricky Starks versus yeah. uh, Matt Seidel. First of all, why are we not having Matt Seidel win this? <laughs> like, why are we not booking Matt Seidel good? Like, Matt Seidel is phenomenal. He he gets little to no credit in this company. My question is, where the F is Brian Cage? What happened to that storyline? Uh, we, we, because- we don't talk about that, sir. We just, we just, I, that's, I, that's a name. Yeah, we don't I don't know where up. he's been. He's been replaced well, by Wardlow. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he asks for his release. So that sucks, man. I like Brian Cage. Um, anyway, this whole flyer brings me back to I don't think that the, <laughs> I don't think that Jurassic Express was supposed to win those tag titles. No, I, I just don't think that that's what was supposed to happen. Um, they got, and I don't know what was supposed to happen with Adam Hangman Page, but why is he on this flyer? Like, they, they're advertising this like all the main titles are on the line. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, they should have just done this as a Dynamite special. I mean, you had, what, two championship matches, I believe, on Dynamite. It was uh, Adam Hangman Page versus um, Brian Danielson. And then you had the... Obviously, the tag team championship match, and then you had a bunch of other matches. I can't recall who they, what they were. You could have squeezed in at least two more championship matches. So I don't understand why you did, and you did it on a Saturday, and it was live, yeah, and it was they, in a different it, state. I feel it was, like this it was had like odd. They, they had odd. they had special aprons made for the ring. They had gr- all these cool graphics. It just seemed like. Like blood and guts. That's what it seemed like. Why wasn't this just a regular dynamite? Like, why couldn't we do a two-hour dynamite special called Battle of the Belts, just like you did for Blood and Guts? 
I don't I don't understand uh, why we're booking it like this. Um, I, if somebody exactly. if somebody can can tell me, please please let me know. Uh, my DMs are open. <laughs> just uh, just let me know. But this I don't know. So we got we got the FTW title. Um, the match was okay. I'm not gonna shit on the match. Um, but once again, that title means nothing. So why are we defending it? We just had Jade Cargill um, win the TBS title on Rampage, or was it Rampage? No. Yeah, yeah it was Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, and, and I think that was the thing. They were focusing more on the TBS thing, TBS debut. You could have done, and I wouldn't, I honestly would not be mad with it. Okay, you could have moved Brian Pillman Jr. versus Malachi Black to maybe Rampage. Okay, that's one match you could have thrown off. You could have put in the FTR Championship, Rampage. Um, obviously the situation with the Sammy and uh, Cody match postpone it. There's no reason to have a match. And yeah. Then, so what um, moved Dustin Rhodes up to this anyway? This uh, this interim. I think just the name. This interim. I think title. just the name Rhodes. That's the only thing. Okay. Rhodes and Sammy was having the few. He even and you know the thing that bothered me with that match was he had to do the crossroads twice, and I'm like, I understand you're trying to do it to get on Sammy's pissed off side, but the match just went very long. I know a lot of people praised it. Uh, there was a table spot at one point. I think a Canadian destroyer, of course, you know who was doing that. They, they I don't know. We knew that know. Sammy Dustin was going to win. Dustin is looking very good, though. He's doing some stuff that wrong. we've never seen him do. And, you know, and he's he's showcasing that in AEW. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm just worried that he's going to end up fucking himself up pretty bad. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I, could you imagine if Goldust was doing the Canadian Destroyer? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, I don't know how they determine, okay, hey, let's just put Dust there. I'm assuming because that's Cody's brother. I, I don't know. It was kind of an oddball. I get it. That was their last curveball thing. Like, hey, Cody just said spot. What do we do? Uh, well, we got no, no, I fully so understand I that. It. I, I get that. I don't, I don't care that the match wasn't postponed. And, the whole interim thing just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad about it. They could have just done they a three-hour just canceled done. the fucking match and then put Adam Hangman yeah. Page in a fucking title match. That's what you could have done. Yeah, and Sammy, you just do a little promo or something, or he goes after Dust. Or something I don't. Know. You didn't need battle. Of the I just think that interim interim titles in professional wrestling mean nothing. It's professional no. wrestling. We're, we're no. not talking UFC or boxing here. This is no. This this made no sense. And then I think when Cody fights back, they're gonna do like how the CM Punk Cena thing was, where he won the title. Oh, but Punk came back. That's what I've heard that they're trying to mix it into. Oh, they could, and, and it ass. could, and it could bring to some good shit. But at the end of the match, there was some weird shit with Daniel Garcia that looked like a fucking shoot fight. <laughs> yeah, now they're fighting for the intern champ. On I did like how that Dynamite. looked. Did you? I love that pull apart. Oh, I like the way they compose it. I, I appraised Daniel Garcia. I saw him at Defy. Very extremely great wrestler. And uh, I just like how they made that Daniel, whole spot look, dude. They made it look real. They made it. Yeah. They made it look he like just came these out guys from were, the crowd. I think there was no like crowd, wrestling moves. These him. guys looked like they were in a fucking shoot fight. It looked good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Daniel Garcia. He, you know, he's busted his ass off. Uh, and speaking of Daniel Garcia. I'm awaiting, and I don't know if you've been watching. I'm waiting for Christopher Daniels. That is one. He's that coming. I, I, 
He's coming. He's been showing current up on def- PT Current now. Defy heavyweight champion. Yeah, that's another thing that I was going to throw in there. Uh, but yeah, the way they should have solved Battle of the Belt, realistically, cancel the Saturday show. Sorry, North Carolina. You've already had so piss off. <laughs> you could have just done a three-hour TBS debut just for one night. I wouldn't care. Fit all the fit all the damn matches in there. You can put the other crap on ramp. Prom. You don't need a battle of belts on a Saturday. Get it? I get it. I had nothing to watch. So I'm like, eh, let's watch wrestling on a Saturday. But still, just it was very awkward. And I get it. Last minute thing that happened, and they just needed this to happen. You know, curveballs happen. I mean, WWE did this with Roman Reigns, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that leads us into the main event, which, like I said, this this felt very rampage-ish. I, I, this whole event felt like a rampage, and it, I've actually seen a rampage that was better than this show. And, yeah, just, I didn't dig it too much, man. The, the main event is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Riho which I still can't get behind Riho, dude. I can't. Like, I, as a matter of fact, uh, cur- uh, side note, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Twitter this morning, but it was blowing up with Kenny Omega fucking, I, I guess it was this was right after this match or something that he had tweeted something about, you know, seeing her wrestle and how good she is and blah, blah, blah. And fans basically told him to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up, and this was terrible. Yeah. He, this is like day one when they had their wrestling, women's wrestling in there. A lot of people gave it shit about it. And, uh, but then he's going on and saying that he's being cyber bullied and shit. Like, what are we, what are yeah, we doing here? I don't, what are we I doing? Don't, you know, I understand. He, he, I think he's taking sensitivity for the women because he's the one that brought him in this first place. And then sh- Mr. Cornette had to get involved and that turned into a shit storm. And then, yeah, back and forth. He ended up with. Kenny apologizes to uh, Jim Cornette. It, it's it, it's all a mess. Like, <laughs> it's uh, so he apologized to Jim Cornette. I didn't. So I didn't see yeah, the whole I thing. Yeah, I think because he did a joke about his breathing issue. I think he did some said joke about breathing or something about an oxygen tank. I think he said to Jim Cornette. I have to find. Yeah, something about his oxygen. Like, hey, who turned up your oxygen tank or something? I don't remember. <laughs> Damn. But it. Look, Kenny, you're you're on Twitter. You're going to expect criticism. Everyone does. That's just the norm. I just don't know what's going on. That's just on. the norm. <laughs> I, I don't understand why these guys feel they have to come on and defend themselves. Like, you guys are the entertainers. We If you don't want people getting butthurt, don't fucking post on Twitter because Twitter is straight going to cancel your ass. <laughs> like, they, they are fucking brutal over there on Twitter, dude. Like, I don't – Twitter is my least favorite – Social media service. Yeah, so this is the tweet that he actually has. It's still on his page. Uh, five hours ago, five hours ago, he uh, forgot what. Uh, let's see, Jim Cornette tweeted, "Not sure why Twinkle Toes. I guess that's him for Ken. Yeah, is <laughs> referencing me in a completely unrelated conversation. I'm not involved in, but he needs hobbies slash Hey, dipshit, I'm not as harsh on the ears as your ballot routines are on people's eyes. And I'm wheezing from laughing at your attempts to rest. Candy replied, shouldn't have brought up any... Um, well, actually, this is the apology. He uh, apologized to Jim and said, I shouldn't have brought up any breathing issues. I, as well as many friends um, in other sports, are suffering due to COVID after effects. 
Not sure if you'll accept this, but I do apologize. So I think well, he, that was yeah, that was good did. for Kenny. You know what I mean? See, it's it's stuff like that that like Kenny took the high road right there. It sounds like even because Jim yeah. Cornette has been bashing the fuck out of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks forever. Um, I don't know what his hatred is so much towards Kenny Omega, but I do know that uh, he has been bashing him quite a bit. I can't listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. They're like five fucking hours long of just him ranting the entire time. Um, It's too long for me. Some of it's funny. Some of it's not. Um, And, you know, everybody is is privy to their opinion you know what i mean they, he he can feel how he wants to feel about aew but he has prayed praised aew on a lot of oh, different yeah. occasions exactly so. he's had his ups and downs he'll tell you straight up hey this shit sucked hey this was good so but that's the problem with I, aew I, fans and, and, and wrestling fans nowadays is that opinions don't matter to anybody else but the people that that they're offending <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like, it's you like can't, oh, my you can't opinion say matters. something sucked in aew because yeah. God forbid it, it's, it, it's going to be ripped it's the apart. norm. Yeah, it's like you know, oh, your opinion, yeah, fuck your opinion. My opinion's more value valuable than yours. I mean, Kenny, you know, I don't subscribe to AEW. You not, can do nothing wrong. I just don't, Kenny. Like, did you not learn from TK and his comments about Big Swole? And I know Big Swole actually. If I, I think I, I haven't brought this up. Yeah, Big Swole actually responded or responded to him after he said those comments, and because I'm embarrassed for. The people that work for him that I can't believe that he didn't respond. She even got told don't even respond back to him, and she did it. So I just don't understand where this thing. I get it, Kenny. You're you're very honored about your women's wrestling. You brought him here, trained him. Get it. Wrestling fans are going to be vocal about it, like you guys have meant. You want to hear the fans' input. Well, they don't like. It. You're going to have to just deal with that. Get it. It's your work, and you think it's good, but your fans are telling you otherwise. It's not. So just accept. Yeah. Anyway, this match um, wasn't very good to me. Um, <laughs> it was okay. Decent. It was kind of sloppy. The, you know, I was expecting better from Britt Baker. Uh, the the curb stomp was kind of awful. Um, I know they were teasing. Oh yeah, teasing yeah. Later. I forgot about that curb stomp. That yeah. was it. The second one that she fucked her I think up. It was huh? the second one, and somewhere they were just not on sync. And they were teasing of, like, Jamie Hader t- uh, turning on her. It was very awkward. So I- I'll be one to say this. The uh, Britt Baker's run hasn't been great. So she still needs, and I think okay. what's going to happen is, I believe, I think Thunder Rose is coming in, what we all want. And that will make for her title a lot better. Yeah. I, like dude, I will say program. this, man. That women's division has stepped it up a lot. Like I'm not shitting on this women's division anymore oh, yeah. because I it feel has, like they have they have like come out of their shell to show you what the fuck they're all about. That women's division is kicking ass, and Rio did pretty it, compared good. Compared to this. day one, Rio did compared to day one. He's, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Britt Baker to me has never been that good. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, she, but she was over. Yeah, she was she's very over. over the day. Yeah, she was very over the day that she had uh, blood on her face after getting her nose broken. Uh, I think she's been over does. since day one because AEW's always talked her up, but she's never done anything phenomenal she in the ring heel. to me. Yeah, when she turned heel and the blood face happened, and that's when her merch sales went up, which I say I'm proud on her cup her shirt. Her best match uh, it, by far is that one with Thunder Rosa. To me, yeah. she's done nothing else. Does that make sense? 
Am I being too harsh? Yeah, she's had a few. I I would say very not many, but maybe like one or two. Thunder Rose is the one of uh, that was very honored. Uh, that's actually coming up. Year it was St. Patrick's Day. It was like St. Patrick's Day. Lights out. I feel man. like every time that uh, I have something to say about this uh, women's division, I feel like that guy sitting in the chair that just doesn't give a fuck. I'm about to say it. Say it. Say it. I don't care that you broke your elbow. It's funny that you brought that because the Luchasaurus memes just came up because of that. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> fucked up. I, I thought that those but, those are a little too far. But <laughs> thankfully, Ray Phoenix is fine. I don't know how, but he did not break. Only no, he dislocated it. So it was only a dislocated elbow. They popped it back. Was in. it a dislocation? Yep. yep, no fracture and no no break. Okay, maybe Dude, I read it wrong. That is a fucking miracle. That is a miracle. If anything, that's a that's a positive for AEW. So we didn't talk about this on our podcast last week because I was on um, what well, we were on uh, everything pro wrestling. James, you had your first appearance on everything pro wrestling. Uh, what well, two weeks ago, right? So yeah, two weeks ago, you had your first appearance on. As they're hearing this, it's two weeks ago. I know you just looked at me weird in the camera, but yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, no, no, no but it was it was last week honor. for you. But as oh, they're yeah. hearing this, it was two weeks ago. Go check out that video, guys, and go check out yeah. everything pro wrestling. Um, EPW show at EPW show on Twitter. Go check them out. They, they also do some original shit too on their um, audio podcasts, which they did a day one review, and I think they did Wrestle Kingdom. I could be wrong. Uh, that sounds about right. And what an honor to be on there. And uh, Conrad obviously covered in my absence. I much appreciate it. So guys, please go check out at every pro wrestling. Yeah, they're 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 so much fun and. Nobody does a fucking review quite like everything pro wrestling, man. It is definitely one of my favorite, um, if not my favorite, uh, review show out there for for uh, professional wrestling. We're not much of a review show. We don't do the. I mean, we've had reviews on this show before, but I just don't enjoy reviewing shit. I like talking about it. I like kind of dissecting it and stuff, but I don't really give shit a review. I guess. Um, so when I do want to give a review, I ask Conrad to go on his show <laughs> or he asked me to come on his show either way. Um, I like going on everything pro wrestling because I love the way Conrad peels back, uh, the layers shout out to BJ. Um, he peels back the layers of those onions, man. And, uh, yeah, it's a good show. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's cool interacting with the live, the live audience that he has. Cause he does his podcasts on YouTube live. A lot of fun, man. But that's enough talking about you, Conrad. Sorry about that. This battle of the be- this battle of the belts is just it wasn't for mediocre. me. Man. Yeah, it just, Medi- it just wasn't yeah. for me. It felt Medi- like mediocre, a, not felt like a rampage. Not the worst. Yeah, very rampage. The the start, they just try to comp- They just try to cover their ass. Go like the whole nine yards of the match, and uh, yeah, very awkward. Just you should have just postponed the match. And just done something I else, think or next, just make one of the other matches. Next time long. we do Battle of the Belts, I think that they'll do it better. I, I definitely think that they were focused more on that uh, TBS debut. So that's what I'm thinking. Let's hope they focus better and uh, do better with this on Beach Break, which I think it's going to be on a Dynamite. I think good, which is like January 26th. Do you think they'll go all uh, beach theme as well, like uh, kind of WCW have the water around them and shit? Where's it going to be? That's it. It's in Cleveland, Ohio, which, which is I'm kind of like, there's no which is weird, anywhere. and it's in January. You're doing this in January, but you know, I I don't know. Beach I don't break know what in January in Cleveland, Ohio, where it's fucking snowing. Yeah, Sweet. he got yeah, yeah, he got asked, and he was like, California, 
hell no. And I'm like, uh, but anyways, I, he said I don't hell know no for California. Well, he was just, I think somebody, I can't recall the guy that was doing the video and he was like pointing at say, nope, not California, not here. Florida? Nope. Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, hell <laughs> I'm just no. like, <laughs> it's, you know, hey, it is what it is. Anything could be better than Sturgis and WCW. I'm just saying. Uh, I second that, man. And this has been uh, some AEW talk. And we will call for the bell right now to end this fucking segment. Yes. Yes. You know who it is. You know who it is. It's your boy Trill. We back with another edition of Trill Talk. And first things first, I'm fucking pissed. You know why? Last week, I know you motherfuckers heard what went down last week. These motherfuckers, Jesse and James, came on to my fucking set. They threw a brick through my fucking window. <clears throat> they fucking... Talk shit. You motherfuckers cheered those those cunts. And I'm not happy about that. I'm mad at you motherfuckers for that. You cheered these motherfuckers. And then, and then, Bob, come here. Come here, Bob. Bob's arms in a fucking sling. Because they fucking jumped him. Fucked him up. Look at his fucking eye. Good, Bob. Bob. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> you can't be this big for nothing, bro. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't mean to laugh at you. My bad. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> man, go. Go, man. Go. Let me, let me do the show. But anyway, <clears throat> I got extra security in place now because this shit ain't going to happen again. And I got something coming. Don't think for one second that you're going to get away with this shit because I. <laughs> I got something big coming. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I got something big. But anyway, I got some stuff that I want to talk about. And, and I had a lot of people coming up to me, and they asked me about last week, oh, what happened with the with the lawsuit? You know, what's, what's going on with the, with the lawsuit? I talked to this guy, and uh, <laughs> I basically told him, fuck your lawsuit. He don't take me to court for that. Go ahead, I'll buy you a fucking wardrobe. Like, fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? But that goes to show that anybody fucking come up to me talking about Jesse and Jane, I'ma knock you on your ass. Plain and simple. Try me, motherfuckers. <laughs> fucking try me. You come up to me, you talk about Jesse and Jane, I'll take another lawsuit because I'ma knock you on your ass. <clears throat> All right, now that's done. I got some shit that I want to talk about. We got this. Well, not we, because I don't associate with those motherfuckers. But <clears throat> All right, Jesse and James, they got this fucking award show coming up. The MW Network Award Ceremony. And I don't know why, man. It's just kind of tempted. I'm thinking about crashing that shit. But it gave me an idea. I want to give out a couple of my own awards tonight. And this doesn't have anything to do with podcasts or anything. This, this is about wrestling right here. I want to give out 
a couple of awards tonight. First, I want to give out the award for Best Wrestler of the Year, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my boys over there at WWE, man, he's killing it. He's killing it. He, it, like, I know Bobby personally, and I talk to Bobby, and, you know, he feels like there's no other wrestler that can stand up to him right now in the world. And, and you know what? I might just agree with that. I mean, he got Roman Reigns, but I, I, he, he's got a point. So shout out to Bobby. Good shit, man. You're my wrestler of the year. All right, let's see uh, what we got next. Let's go, uh, let's go with match of the year. Match of the year. Hmm. Let's go with every Roman Reigns match that he had the whole year was better than anything else on, on, on fucking TV. So, match of the year is going to go to not one particular match, but it's just going to go to Roman Reigns. Let's just give it give it up for Roman Reigns, people. Now, there's somebody else that I also know personally. And, uh, you know, he became kind of a dick, you know, here lately. But uh, that's still my boy, so shout out to Roman. All right, uh, what's next, man? Uh, how about how about promo of the year? How about that? Uh, let's see. What you say? <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, get that motherfucker out of here. Yeah, you get the fuck out of here. You don't mention AEW in my fucking show. This is my fucking show. Fuck AEW. Get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah, him. Right there. Get him out of here. I don't fucking watch AEW. So, I don't know about no fucking promos that they put on over there. Shit's fucking, fucking, fucking trash. I don't want to hear about no CM Punk. I don't want to hear about no fucking, uh, who, who else they got over there? I don't even fuck. I don't want to hear about no fucking... Cody Rick Rhodes or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't want to hear about that motherfucker. <clears throat> Those motherfuckers promos ain't all that anyway. Like, you know, when they were in WWE, they were, you know, whatever. But anyway, now that that's, that's out the way, promo of the year goes to, so promo of the year goes to Edge and the Miz. Man, those dudes stood up there in that ring. They fucking killed it. They, they fucking killed it. So, uh, I don't know Edge, but I know the Miz personally. I know all these guys, first off. And the Miz is, is a hell of a guy. So, congratulations, Miz. You win promo of the year. <clears throat> Alright, so, I got something that, you know. I got something else I want to talk about. Those are my main three awards that I wanted to give out tonight. But I got something else I want to talk about. I'm hearing word that WWE is going to fucking go into business with, with Impact Wrestling. Like, I, you know, that was really, it was flabbergasting to me when I heard this. 
So, you know, of course, you know me. I pick up the phone. I call Vince. I say, Vince, like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, impact? Like, you, these little motherfuckers over here? Like, you don't need these motherfuckers. Like, what, what you want Vince to impact for? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, most of the motherfuckers you fired, you know, that's where they go to die, you know? So he, he gave me, he gave me some fucking, some fucking speech or whatever, you know, I didn't listen to a word of it because he's wrong. But, you know, I got something I want to say about that because like, I, I, I don't get it. You know, I'm hearing rumors about, you know, them going into business potentially with AEW too, like, fuck no, fuck no. They go into business with AEW. I'll fucking go posting in this motherfucker because they definitely don't need those. Like, wait, wait, wait. What, they're going to have fucking Adam, Adam, Hangman, Brokeback, whatever his name is. They're going to have him fucking come on, you know, in the Royal Rumble and shit. Like, <laughs> like that, that's, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. WWE is the biggest company in the fucking world. Ain't nothing changing that. And we don't need these fucking small fry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We do not need these fucking small fry. You know, trying to trying to get some clout off WWE. Because, you know, that's all it is at the end of the day. <laughs> that's all it is at the end of the day. Just, just try to get some fucking clout. But, you know, I'm going to fucking continue to try to talk Vince McMahon out of this shit. You know, I think right now he's a, he's a, he's a little panicked or whatever, but I'm going to fucking talk him out of this shit if it fucking kills me. <laughs> you hear me? If it fucking kills me, Vince, you ain't, you ain't going to do this shit. <laughs> we got a good thing going. <laughs> Don't fuck this up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm getting ready to close this shit out. But, I wanted to get back to fucking Jesse and James interrupting my fucking show in Roseland. And you know what? Like, I want to I wanna guarantee you people, this shit's never going to fucking happen again. And like I said earlier, I got something for those motherfuckers. I got something coming real soon. <laughs> I got a few tricks up my sleeves. Like, yeah, I'm in constant contact with the network. And I fucking got something up my sleeve <laughs> that you folks are gonna fucking love. <laughs> you gonna fucking love this shit. You know, I'm, I'm keeping quiet right now. I'm keeping it quiet right now. But those motherfuckers gonna pay for what they did. You gonna pay what you owe, Jesse. <laughs> you, you best fucking believe that. And James, you, yeah, fuck James. Anyway, uh, you know I got some. You know what? When this fucking award show comes up, I tell you one thing: Trio Talk don't fucking win all these fucking awards. It's going to be a fucking issue. And I'm putting that on the fucking table right now because Trill Talk is getting all the fucking ratings. 
You know what I'm saying? It's getting all the fucking plays. All the women are coming up to me. You know what I'm saying? So, there ain't a reason in hell that I shouldn't be on top of every last one of these fucking awards. And like I said, if it don't happen, I'ma fucking be pissed yet again. All right, man, it's been real. Trill talk. Peace out. Stone Cold Steve Austin is probably the biggest star the wrestling business has ever seen. You can make arguments for Hulk Hogan, The Rock, or even John Cena to a degree, but Austin was a box office sensation at the forefront of the hottest era in wrestling. That's indisputable. But with that workload and spot comes a lot of work and pressure. If you don't look after yourself, things are bound to go wrong sooner or later. The start of this story and thus Austin's demise in the ring can be traced back to a match with Owen Hart at SummerSlam 1997. During an Intercontinental title matchup, Hart, who is probably one of the best workers in the world at that point, accidentally dropped Austin straight on his head while performing a pile driver. While the Texas Rattlesnake did not break his neck, but he was unable to move around for a while and suffered serious nerve damage. The damage was bad enough that two years later WWE would have to write him off TV so he could have neck surgery that would take away nine months of his career. Still, when Austin returned in 2000, it was like he'd never left, and he was right back in the pursuit of the top prize. Eventually, he'd win the Royal Rumble in 2001, his third Rumble win, and main evented WrestleMania 17 against the WWF champion, The Rock. The wrestling business is just different. Superstars are on the road five nights a week and performing every night in a way which takes a toll on your body. When you take painkillers, and especially in Austin's case, drink heavily to cope with the schedule, you're burning the candle at both ends. In June 2002, Austin would walk out of the company when he was told that they planned to have a rookie Brock Lesnar pin him, who had only debuted two months before, in the King of the Ring qualifying match. Austin refused to turn up for work if that was the creative, and he ended up leaving the company for around eight months. In early 2003, Austin met with Vince McMahon, expressed deep regret at how he had mishandled the situation, and they basically kissed and made up. Austin wished he had gone to work and discussed the issue that day instead of staying home. However, he did so because he was so burned out and unhappy with his creative at the time. One of the hooks to bringing Austin back was a third WrestleMania match with The Rock. Those two have, arguably, the biggest money-making rivalry in the history of the business. And with Austin leading their series at Mania, 2-0, it was time for him to give Rocky his win. However, by the weekend of WrestleMania 19, it had become clear to Austin and a few people close to the situation that this would be, in fact, his last match ever at just the age of 38. The reason Austin knew he was done was because of a near heart attack he suffered the night before. The way Austin had been living his life had driven him within touching distance of death, and with his body broken down on top of that, he knew what he had had to do, even if no doctor would tell him. At the end of the day, it was Austin who knew he needed to walk away after one too many scares. 
He did the job for The Rock at WrestleMania 19, and they had an electric match, like they always did. But the next night, on Raw, General Manager Eric Bischoff would reveal Austin wasn't medically cleared to compete anymore. Of course, this was the storyline, and Austin would become a co-GM in the months to come. Today we take a look back at that moment in WrestleMania history. Maybe Austin's health had recovered. Maybe he had a healthy relationship with WWE. Maybe Austin never had to retire at the age of 38. What is it going to look like with Stone Cold Steve Austin with at least another eight more years added to his career? What if? What if? Yo, so today we're going to be talking about what if Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't have to retire back in, uh, what was it, 2003, right? I think, yeah, I believe 2003. I believe that's Right after when... WrestleMania. So I got yes. to see his retirement match with The Rock, which was fucking phenomenal. Great way to end it. But today we're going to be fantasy booking what if he didn't have to retire that, that early. Because think about it, man. Stone Cold Steve Austin was one of the biggest wrestlers, if not the biggest superstar that WWE has ever had. And it was, he did so much in such little time. Such little time. Yeah, him and Rock were the ones carrying the damn company at that time, like on their shoulder. And there was no bigger mega stars after those two, quite frankly. There there will never be another Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. Um, Well, I mean, some fans beg to differ with this hook situation, but (laughs) (laughs) I fucking... I, I hope that that is never compared, but no, but uh, you know, young, young prime, you know, let's see where he goes from there at age 22. Um, I guess the next prototype we had that was very over was maybe Cena. That was probably the next big one. Yeah, but he never reached uh, the heights of, of a stone cold or the rock. No. So yeah, man, he, he so he retired at a very, young age i would say he retired at 38 that's pretty fucking young that's the age that we lost eddie guerrero um chris jericho today is wrestling at the age 51 yeah and i know austin about that yeah and austin did say he if he was still around if he never got if he never went through uh what him and owen went through he would have been going to, I think he quoted like 2008, nine maybe, he would have stopped wrestling. And dude, that's, there's that's so many. I think it was 2008 or 2006. I'm, I might be off. Somewhere around that. If he would have lasted until two, 2008, we would have still gotten a lot of good shit out of Stone Cold because 2008 was still good wrestling, I feel like. Yeah, there's actually a couple, there's a lot of dream matches that um, people wanted that he never even had a chance. Um, the first thing I have actually on my uh, list here. You would have never, if this, if Austin was able to wrestle, we would have not had that horrible match of Goldberg versus Lesnar happen. That match would have been prevented. Austin would have been fighting Goldberg, possibly. Okay, but that match would have been terrible too. Well, I, we never know. We never got that match. It's a toss up <laughs> to me. I know a lot of people did not like Goldberg. I didn't care for Goldberg as much. I'm not quite sure if there's going to be that much meat on the bone for this episode because, <laughs> I mean, around the time, like, who would Austin pair? I, I only threw it on the card because a lot of people asked that. What if, you know what I mean? What if Stone Cold didn't retire early? So, I mean, I guess we could fantasy book him with some stars today. 
But back in 2008, well, I mean, who 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 could we have really seen some good feuds with Stone Cold Steve Austin? Because his his great feuds were behind him with Shawn Michaels, with you know Triple H, with The Rock, hell, even The Undertaker. Well, the couple matches I do have here. Um, there was a rumor he was actually, if he was still wrestling at, after facing Rock and WrestleMania, he, they would have penciled him in to fight Triple H for the world title and okay. possibly hold the world title. So we could have gotten another title run for Steve Austin. Yes. That would have been nice. That would be interesting. You could have got, I don't know how many times Flair and Austin fought, but you would have got that. We could have um, possibly gotten a Hulk Hogan versus Steve Austin as well, finally. Yeah. Instead of him and uh, Scott Hall, well, no, no, because he retired after that. So that yeah. was that was during the WrestleMania 18 where we seen The Rock versus um, the uh, Hogan. Yeah, and then 19 he retired with The Rock against Hollywood Rock. But we could have still seen like Shawn Michaels came back, so maybe could have got another match with Shawn Michaels. That. We never got Austin versus Taker for the streak. That would have been interesting. Yeah, uh, no, that yeah, damn, I didn't even there, think about there's that. There's so yeah, many. Angle was still. I think Angle was coming. I think he was already in. You could have done Austin. Yeah, well, they, Angle was Angle was. Oh long yeah, but they were. Point. Well, we've, yeah, we've but, seen Stone Cold. Versus oh, I Angle, know, but think about it. They were very talented. They put. I mean, Austin put Angle over, and their feud and their little comedy skits were gold. They could have done stuff later on because I know Austin or Angle fought the likes of Shawn Michaels, fought Eddie. Um, but I would have, I would have liked seeing another Austin and Angle match at that time. So I have um, the 2008 roster pulled up. We got Batista. Yes. Okay. We 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 could have gotten to see Batista possibly. We John Cena would have been fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, that's the number one. I think they had one interaction, if I'm not mistaken, one. And I think that what, was that. What, what would you do with Steve Austin to make him stand out? If he if he did if he didn't retire, and we still have the beer drinking Hellraiser going on, is there anything different we could have done? To to do we still carry on just like this Hellraiser Stone Cold and these and I these storylines? I think you could have, and you could have told a different story instead of Rock going off to Hollywood after he got his ass kicked from Goldberg. You could have done something, maybe one more match between those two instead of the way Rock left after losing to Goldberg. Uh, okay, that's one I can think of. Um, so hmm. if he would have lasted to two thousand eight, um, was it two thousand eight for WrestleMania? What when did when did WrestleMania uh, nineteen happen? Go ahead and pop that up for me. WrestleMania you? nineteen wasn't that? Well, let's let's do it on the good old technology we have here. Um, Google. Yep, as Conrad would put it. WrestleMania 19 was on March 30th, 2003. Okay, yeah, so I was right. 2003, this happened. So if he would have lasted all the way to 2008, 2008 was kind of a stacked roster. You still had Edge. Um, Edge would have been fun to see. Uh, you had Bobby Lashley. You had Batista. You would have got Lesnar and uh, Lesnar and Austin never fought at too. And they were actually supposed to fight. If you know the story, that's why Lesnar left. He yeah, he just out. didn't want to put. O- he didn't want to put over Lesnar because um, there was no story build up to that King of yeah, the Ring, and that was supposed to be a qualifier match. 
He was even supposed to fight Eddie in King of the Ring, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, dude. Eddie Guerrero versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I got got a list of names. Just picture this. So if you remember Orton, which I thought it was their character, was when he was doing the Ledger Killer. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great Austin versus Randy Orton at a Mania or some sort of match. Uh, You could have done the Battle of the Texans. I know they had their mini feud, JBL and Austin. They never fought in the ring. They did have some. Contentions back in WWF, I think when, uh, I think when JVL was ministry or some, I can't recall. It was so long ago. Um, Edge was another one. CM Punk versus Austin. I know a lot is on a lot of people's uh, on a lot of people's uh, mind because of I'm not seeing dr- CM Punk in the, in the 2008 roster though. No, no, but maybe later down in the road. How rock, how rock returns and does a couple matches. Yeah, Cause I, I feel like, I feel like Stone Cold, you know, I mean, we're putting him in this box right now of 2008 because that's what he said. But I feel like if he was healthy enough, he could have at least went to about 2015. What do you think? I think on and off, to be honest. I think. He'd probably do on and off okay, so one off matches. Let's let's bring it down a little bit. Maybe two thousand eleven. How about that? Okay. Two thousand eleven. I think he could have I think he could have been healthy enough to have a run until two thousand eleven. I think so. I so, I really I that's probably re- more reasonable. But this two thousand and eight roster was pretty cool. You had Mr. Kennedy. You know what I mean? Like that would have been interesting to see. Yeah. Um let me find that quote. You, you had Jeff quote. Hardy. Have we ever gotten a Jeff Hardy versus Stone Cold? Um, I can't remember. You had Ezekiel Jackson. That was pretty cool. Let's see. Cody Rhodes. Steve Austin versus Jeff Hardy. Has that ever happened? He has fought Matt Hardy. I believe he fought Matt, but never Jeff. I'm thinking John Cena versus Stone Cold would probably be the best bet here. Just because he was the next big thing. He never fought Jeff, but he fought Matt. I don't know how that ever happened. Well, I think that Matt was in the company when uh, Jeff Hardy was running around in Impact. So maybe this was, that, uh, uh, that. Here's the video. So it was Austin versus Matt Hardy on uh, whatever the sixth month of, I think, June, June 8, 2001. Okay. I think whatever the sixth month is. I'm just taking a whim. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find that quote. I remember I just saw it a few minutes ago. And it was about Steve Austin quoted somewhere on someone's podcast of like, oh, I would have wrestled to this year, blah, blah, blah. And I would have retired then. Yeah, but they all say that until like some cool shit starts happening for him. I feel like this 2008 era was really hot at the time. Like you had a lot of cool stuff going on. Even even 2005, 2006 um, had some cool wrestling. John Cena was in the company when... When uh, Stone Cold retired, he was still doing. Uh, he was doing the Doctor Thugonomics. So, and it's crazy that. And I uh, could you imagine those two in the ring, fighting? I know they had like one off one time, and that was like at a, at a, tribute to the trips. I think when Austin was Santa Claus or something. That was the only time I can remember. I think, or I could be. It was somewhere around there in Austin stunt. That's the only time I remember them having some legitimate. Legitimacy in the ring. Yeah. I just got distracted, man, talking about that thing that we were talking about off air. 
Um, apparently, uh, Brian Pilgrim Jr. was tweeting something about being sucked off. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody just sent me that video in my DMs. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you that's to, off topic. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Brian some Pilgrim versus ass, Austin. <laughs> some, some random ass shit for the fucking pro wrestling shoot what if series. Anyway. Uh, what if yeah, Brian Pilgrim was sucked <laughs> shit that is too classic man too too classic and um anyway yeah so let's you want to take a look at the wwe roster in 2005 All right, let's, let's check it out roster 2005 Ooh. all right let's just see so, what we could have got in 2005 there we go here. 2005 roster Jeez. okay Let's see the first fucking stack, dude. Booker T. Have we gotten a match? Yeah, we got a match with Stone Cold. Yeah, hell oh yeah, I think so. Um, <sighs> let's see. Uh, Triple they had H somebody fought. on the roster named Chad Dick. Yes, I do remember. There was a. Do you recall there was a tag team called the Dick? They were literally called the Dick. <laughs> no, I do but remember I don't put that. It past WWE I do remember. Whatsoever. It was just like these guys with like the little bow tie, or the the little so, bow yeah. tie. <laughs> 2005, we had Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow, dude. I would have loved to have seen that match. Uh, Stone Cold. Just to say that we've seen it. Let's see if there's any names that I could see. It's, it's pretty much what you said, Did man. He fight Randy Regal? Orton. I'm just, I, that's the first name I see on Did I he? think he has. I okay. think he has fought Regal. Regal. Um, but, you know, you got Rob Van Dam. You have Randy Orton, the legend killer at the time. Fucking phenomenal match that would have been. Shelton Chad, Benjamin versus Stone Cold would have been RPG. interesting for like a Raw or something, but I couldn't see Ray it. Ray Mysterio? Like I don't know if he, I don't think he's ever fought Ray Mysterio. No. Uh, yeah, Randy Orton. If he did, I'm sure he just delivered a Stone Cold stunner and that was about it. Uh, Maven. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about that. Um, I'm thinking about like who would be worthy opponents for stone cold because you know they just booked him versus the very very top right i'm thinking jbl jbl see, would be a fucking they, phenomenal see, and, rival you know it's funny that i that you brought that up because they the last time i think it was 2008 or 9 when they had that that uh showcase on when they brought back like many saturday saturday night main event and they were just having a beer drinking contest if you yeah. remember that that was the only yeah. time i can remember their interaction uh eddie hedge uh Oh, I forgot Frankie Kazarian was on SmackDown. They have him on there as a brief stunt on there. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, yeah, he was during he, that roster. Uh, we talked about that a little bit with uh, the what Gregory if on Helm. Eddie Guerrero. Gregory Helms. I don't, did he ever fight the Hurricane? I mean, I know that's not a big lackluster. I know that's not a I think they man. did stuff uh, backstage with the Hurricane. Same with I the know Rock. The, I know the Rock was very notable with Hurricane. Oh, yeah. They even have Jim Cornette on here. <laughs> Yeah, he was doing the OVW stuff yes. back then. Yeah, so things. Have I, I'm changed. thinking. I'm just thinking like some, you know, I, I would I would say a rivalry with John Cena, Randy Orton, JBL. Those that would be fucking money. Like all three of those. Kane, did he ever fight Kane? He did. Okay, well, that was when he I don't old know about, school Kane. Okay, he did. Yes. Old school Kane. But what about? I think there was like, I can't remember the name of Ding Song, but that was what the cool Kane, the unmasked. Cooler version. There you go. Don't. 
yeah, you gotta you gotta quit being so against sucking dick. Like, such a pain in the ass when I'm having like the best sex of my life, and you won't even give me that ultimate climb. Whoa. <laughs> See, I thought that was a BTE, a BTE bit. <laughs> Okay, that just threw me off my game. <laughs> yeah, from Steve Austin to Brian Pillman and well, the relevant, the relevant between the two. Yeah. <laughs> poor Brian, man, that chick just needs to suck some dick, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, dude, I would like to see that JBL. I would like to see the JBL rivalry just because of yeah. all those fucking brutal matches that we've seen with JBL and. uh Eddie Guerrero, JBL, and John Cena. Those guys fucking threw it I down. I see Carlito I, on this roster. I don't, that would, I don't know how that would go. Carlito would be interesting. I wouldn't want to see that. I'm talking about, like, just bloodbath Stone Cold. Stone Cold, like, was in mm. some good bloodbath matches, right? And I think that a good war, like a fight, would be a good one with JBL and um, John Cena and Randy Orton, dude. Those are your fucking yeah, best two. Cena and Orton are best your three. top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's <laughs> that'd be fucking wild, yeah, dude. I would love to the, see that shit. Here, we'll go up one more. I'll go to 2006. See if any other name. Okay. Uh, we already mentioned Batista. Let's talk a little bit about the Undertaker's streak. How would that work? I mean, you you already know Stone Cold wouldn't be ending that shit, right? I don't think I don't know how they would end that match. I'm wondering how they would start that feud. Uh. I mean, Taker versus Dead Man, or would you want Taker versus or uh, Austin versus uh, American Badass? I think I would want American Badass. I think so. I think that's the one that would just get Austin because we've seen up. Austin versus the Dead Man. Yes, back in the we 90s. never saw American Badass versus Austin. Have we not? I think we have. have. Let's look this up right now. But the streak wasn't a thing, though. I think that they could build something on that. Yeah, the streak wasn't... I'm trying to think, what year was it that the streak got noted? There was a time that they just noticed, like, hey, Taker's been winning every WrestleMania match, which is... Uh, yeah, he's fucking undefeated. I think it was after WrestleMania 19. I think so. I think it became a thing after uh, WrestleMania 20, to be honest, when he beat Kane. Um, I don't know. You know what? I don't think they ever so wrestled. 2006, yeah, 2006 doesn't have much of a change, but you do have CM Punk on the roster. But that's for hmm. the ECW brand in 2006. Yeah, I do see Walls Mahomes. Um, okay, I see the Miz on here. Forgot he was there in 2006. Uh, Mumaga. Hmm. So how long do you think that Stone Cold, if Stone Cold was still in the business today, okay, which he is on and off, what what role would you see him? Could He would never go for anybody but, but Vince, right? Like, you'd never see him working in AEW, doing some shit on the side, unless maybe WWE wasn't a thing. If WWE was not around, I think that Austin has stated before that he enjoys AEW. Yeah, I'm trying to think what role you would have put Austin. Well, if he was wrestling, 
or I don't think that you have him in any specific role. Like he wouldn't be like a like a manager of any sort. The only role I could see because they put him in the role of I think he was wrestling when he was GM. Maybe they would have put him GM role later down the road because you see numerous wrestlers be the GM later down in the career. You had Kurt Angle be a GM. You had Mick Foley, and they had to interact with who, of course, Triple H. They had with uh, Stephanie and all of them. That that might have been interesting. Uh, I could see like maybe Steve Austin just having like a small feud with like uh, I can't remember the group's name. It was when Seth was like with Triple H. And I can't remember the name. Of it. That would have been interesting. Uh, manager role, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see that either. I think general that you manager, have him in this. I think, I think you have him in the same type of role where he comes out and he raises hell. I don't think that Stone Cold would fit in an AEW world where they're doing all these fucking flips and and doodads. No, <laughs> like he would do like one. He's off. a brawler, yeah. man. No, he you would have do to like have one him off. in a brawler match. Can you imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin in a fucking ring full of light light tubes? Yeah, getting busted by one, just one. I can I, I can I, already I, I tell you how that would go down. Oh hell, son, that that, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> I, ain't I could doing that. I already hear that voice in my head. <laughs> Yeah, like that, that just wouldn't happen, dude. That'd I mean, you be... could see him. Well, the other roles you, you could put him, you could see him working in pharmacy center as maybe a trainer, or he could have been doing more stuff in Hollywood. Absolutely, absolutely. A trainer would be great because but I most would of the just trainers they've got rid right. of. Yeah, because you got, um, I think Norman Smiley's still there. You got, uh, I, I have, I don't have a list in front of current perform performers right now. Uh, I might as well just look that up. You know who I'd really like to see Stone Cold in the ring with? And I say this about this guy a lot. But a, a, a cool match for me would have been Sting in his prime versus Stone Cold in his prime. That would okay. have been fucking awesome. Yeah. Sting and <laughs> Sting and um, Austin would have been uh, once in a lifetime. Yeah. I think I would have liked. I don't think that it would have been like this match that sticks in our <laughs> in our heads forever other than the fact that it would be a spectacle oh yeah just to see it just like taker and sting i don't think that that match would be any fucking good whatsoever i think that just to see those two in the ring together you'd get that holy shit moment yeah another name since you brought up sting and i'll go wcw steiner versus uh austin i know a lot of you just love these fucking steiner brothers did it steiner was so how, how would I describe Scott? A genetic freak? The, the one that will never go back to WWE. He will never go back. He hates Sean. He hates Vince and WWE. Will Who never cares? go back. He's, he's fucking not the same Steiner. Plus, that guy used to hurt a lot of people, dude. Can, oh, yeah. Can you, I, I'm pretty sure Stone Cold has faced the Steiner brothers before, but back in the day when he was stunning Steve. Yeah, I think he's stunning Steve, but as uh, Steve Austin, I know he, I actually saw a video of him and Steve. Uh, I think when Steve was asking Scott to just hit I think he hit him and then I think he just laughed it off. That was the only yeah. time that was when he was doing his Stacy Keebler. Yeah, we never so got I, th- a match. I, I I think it's safe to say that the few ma- like I wouldn't in AEW would be a hard role. Like so we, we like to take some of these wrestlers and book them in, in nowadays wrestling. But AEW is just I don't think it would be the place for Stone Cold and it, I don't know where you would put him. 
it, it, maybe John Moxley. That would be a fucking awesome yeah, match. That would be Stone Cold a, yeah, Steve Austin versus John Moxley. If you think about it, look where you put Sting. You put him with the character that face that does wild shit, that does like very dark stuff, like Ultimate Sting. Well, you get yeah. Moxley, who would be, which has been known, a beer drinker. Very, very similar to Stone very Cold. Similar, very similar, yeah. Very similar. Very, I don't give a shit roles. I'm going to do whatever I want. I think very that that would be, that'd probably be the best place for Austin to come in and raise hell. Moxley coming in and raise hell. Like these two fucking tearing the roof down. Uh, Eddie Kingston is another one. Who's a another brawler. one. Could um, you see Austin? Because I know Jericho did a few times commentary. Think Austin would ever done commentary? I, I'm not a fan of wrestlers on commentary personally. That's just that, that's just me. Taz is the only one that gets a pass. Just from well, Taz time. trained to be a commentator, so it's it's different. Like he has commentary background, but Stone Cold, I don't, he's just not the commentary type, man. I want I like my Stone Cold to raise hell. And come in and fucking be Stone Cold, dude. That's what we yeah, love about him. I think him. Like, that's the perfect. He's one perfect of the only one. guys. He's like he's just like the Rock. Like you don't these these guys don't even need to have a match anymore. You hear that glass breaking and you're fucking popping. Yeah. Regardless, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to do shit. Come in the ring, stun a couple people, drink fucking beer, leave. He could have been and in it, the Sting role. He could yeah. have been just you know do like one match every like two months, have a tag match. Um, you could have done cinematic. You could have done. You could have brought back old school uh, things like when him and Booker T fought in the grocery store. You could see him, you know, going to the grocery store fighting with an AEW star or just yeah. something around the line. Yeah, they could have done some cool stuff. But I think John Moxley is probably the perfect fit. Eddie Kingston's another one, but I think Moxley's up. I think that's the number one. I think AJ the, Styles would give him a good fight. I think that would a good, be a good Or Kevin fight. Owens. You know, and it's funny because uh, Kevin Owens. Well, the fact that he does use he uses a stunner currently still, which yeah. is fantastic. I actually love the the Kevin Owens version of the stunner, and I will say it matches that him. If I want to put it, who would you have Austin fight in his last match, and where would you have him retire? Because I know there's one spot that he could have retired in, and it would have been perfect. And that is uh, have your WrestleMania. I, well, WrestleMania 32 was the one that a lot of people wanted to retire at because that was in Houston. Or I think Austin, Texas. It was one of the two. Um. Well, you're asking somebody who's very biased, who actually got to see his retirement match. So I'm gonna fucking say <laughs> his retirement match was absolutely perfect, and it was against The Rock, and it was poetry in motion for him to lose to The Rock. Um. I I thought that he had the perfect retirement match. Yeah, he had the perfect retirement match. I feel like I don't. If the, if nothing happened, if he never had the neck issue go on, I think they would have done one more. I think they would have transferred one more. Lot, I think they would have if they could redo it again. If they could have redo it again, they would have probably simultaneously retired at the same time. Personally, Austin Rock retired together. Now so, that would have been that would have been poetry emotion. But like I said, um, this was. This was a perfect retirement for me. I was there, and it was. It happened to be the only time that I'd ever seen Stone Cold Steve Austin live. I'd seen The Rock live plenty of times before this, um, but I had never seen Stone Cold. And every time that I was supposed to see Stone Cold, it didn't happen. It was like it was. It was just one of those situations, like um, Hulk Hogan. I never got to see Hulk Hogan live until 
WrestleMania 19. That's the only time. Yeah. So not only like, dude, WrestleMania 19 was everything to me. Everything. As a wrestling fan, I got to see two of the people that made me enjoy wrestling the most on the same night. You know what I mean? So it was huge. It was it was everything, dude. So WrestleMania 19, that it will always be the best WrestleMania to me because that that fucking match card was phenomenal. Um it it was everything, dude. The 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 lights, the setup, the just the aura and the energy in the room. Um it was it was phenomenal, dude. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. I think that Austin's retirement match was cool. And me watching it, I didn't even know it was his retirement match. I didn't know that shit because I didn't fucking look up on dirt sheets and know all this insider shit. Yeah, that was the last time we saw him. And then eventually he came down a couple years down the road a few times. But yeah. Yeah. I think he came back. Um, No, sorry. That was before that. I don't know. Yeah. He just came back and did, you know, one offs and shit. He didn't really have matches. Yeah. I had to mute that shit because I had to sneeze. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I I think that the retirement was perfect. But if he didn't retire and we we had to pit him up against, I think that we gave him some of his best opponents that he could have had from you know two thousand five to two thousand six, uh, through two thousand eight, and even uh, today, what he would look like in AEW. Um, I, I I don't think that there would be an, a better opponent than John Moxley. Yeah, so I do have it here. His technical last match was not against the Rock. Last match was actually against Eric Bischoff. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, Eric. So yeah, yeah Eric Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. So and that was in June of two thousand three. Um, and then the, it's not even a match, but like I mentioned, yeah, beer drinking contest. Yeah, no, he his but, and he did do shit after that too because he was uh what the general manager with Bischoff, wasn't he? Yeah, he would overthrow like Bischoff's like antics. I think he was the former JAM. I think. Or was he G- was he GM before he retired or after? I think it was after. Let me see about that. Um, That's another role that I think that he would be good. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like that general manager role. I've always enjoyed the general manager role. I really liked when Kurt Angle was general manager, but I think that Austin would do a really good so, job. So yeah, he returned uh, January, February, uh, April twenty eighth. 2003, and that's when he was a co-manager with Eric Bischoff on Raw. Yeah, okay, so that was after the WrestleMania, though, right? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, or or it, was it? Yeah, so yeah, it was after WrestleMania. So I said April, and his match with Rock was in March. That's right. Yeah, okay. and then that's so, when he fought so, Bischoff in the Redneck Triathlon. Which I, don't, I thought that was a wrestling <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a match. I think okay, I'm so, confusing it with the other. So his retirement match was legit, though, <laughs> against The Rock. It wasn't a game. That shit that he did with Eric Bischoff was definitely <laughs> I just mean, it was gold. Don't get me fun. wrong. It, it yeah. was funny. Yes, it was great. It was great to watch. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, th- I think we narrowed it down. I don't really think there's any more meat on this bone, dude. I think that Stone Cold Steve Austin was <laughs> – he was destined to retire when he retired, but if he didn't retire, we could have gotten a few good matches with him and Randy Orton, JBL, The Undertaker, and John Cena. Those are the four that really stick out. I'm sure we could have gotten another one with Triple H. Um, I I personally wouldn't really care to see that match too much, but uh, 
And if he was here today and we did get another one-off match down the road in AEW, I would say John Moxley, dude, 100%. Yeah, easily John Moxley is a perfect fit. They're, they're, this chemistry would have been perfectly fine. They're both great on the mic, the way they were just ruthless aggression, just beat everyone's ass, no rules, no fucks given. It would just get straight to the point, we're going to brawl until I beat your ass, stomp a mud hole. Yeah, absolutely, dude. What and, uh, what he, a phenomenal uh, what a phenomenal career Stone Cold Steve Austin had. I such a short run, dude. Like you've seen wrestlers like John Cena who have been around a lot longer than Stone Cold's career that didn't do nearly as many good things as Stone Cold did or get as much hype. Speaking of Steve, I actually have uh, his win loss record. Do you want to take a guess of how many matches he's had in all life? ECW, New Japan. How many matches do you think he has fought in? Um, go for it. Uh, let me let me write this down. Um, he has fought in a total of five hundred and twelve matches. Total. 512 matches. He has 294 wins in his career, 58 draws, which I don't know how. Maybe this, I'm not sure how the hell he has that many draws, and 160 losses. Wow. Yeah, Stone Cold's put put him over before, man. He is. He lost twice in ECW. He was two and three in New Japan. WCW, he was 45 wins, 17 draws, 43 loss. WWE, 7 wins, 1 draw, 1 loss. WWF, 238 wins, 38 draws, 108 loss. Damn, so he didn't even have that many matches when he was in WWE. That's wild. No. Pay-per-view. That, he goes, was, to, that goes to show you how short his career really was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a total of what did I mention? Seven, eight, nine match. Uh, Let's bring up his title, his 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 title uh, victories. What what were they in um, WWE? Uh, How many times was he world champion, tag champion, intercontinental? Oh, in general, let's see. Yeah. Um, Dion Cohen, Steve Austin. Because I, I I about guarantee he's only had a couple world title. He has had, uh, where is it? Okay, oh man, he has a long list. He was WWF champion six times, Intercontinental champion two times, a tag uh, WWF tag team champion four times, one with Sean, one with Dude Love, one with Taker, and with Triple. He was, uh, they have him recognized as Million Dollar Champion. King of the Ring 1996, Royal Rumble 97, 98, 2001. Uh, he was. He the, almost has as many Royal Rumble victories as he does World Championships. Isn't that wild? Yeah, just as <laughs> almost double. Uh, that is crazy. To what me. else does he have here? He was the fifth Triple Crown champion. He was. They have an undisputed WWF Championship number one contender, uh, tournament winner, two thousand two. He has two Slammies, which was one of Freedom of Speech in nineteen ninety seven, and one with his podcast. And he is in the Hall of Fame of Class 2009. 
Uh, he is, let's see. Oh, there's so much. He got match of the year. Uh, let's see. How many times has he won match of the year? He won one. He get match of the year with Dave Meltzer? I don't know. It doesn't say. Um, Wild. Match of the year was 1997 versus Brett at WrestleMania 13 in submission match. Yep. He was the best off best box office draw in 98 and 99. Best brawler in 2001. Best gimmick 97-98. Best heel 1996. He was the best on interviews from 1996 to 1998 and 2001. Best non-wrestler 2003. He had feud of the year in 97 against the Hart Foundation and 98 or uh, 98 and 99 versus Vince. Most charismatic, uh, charismatic in 1997-1998. Rookie of the Year in 1990. He also had one tag team of the year with Brian Pillman um, as the Hollywood Blonde. He had the worst work match in 1991 when he teamed up with Terrence Taylor versus Bob Eden and PN News in a scaffold match in the Great American Bash. Wrestle of the Year in 98. And he was on the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame 2000. See if there's any other. Oh, uh, WCW, I forgot to mention. He was uh, two-time WCW World Television Champ twice. Two times United States Heavyweight Champion twice. And he was WCW and NWA World Tag Team Championships with Brian Pillman both times. Uh, we need to start our yearly Hall of Fame for the pro wrestling shoot. How about that? I think so. If I fucking think so. Dave Meltzer can have one, we can have one. Fuck out of here. Let's see. Oh, man, there's more on here. Uh, he has the world record. He's actually in the Guinness World Record book because of the Royal Rumble. Because of that. He's in That's for crazy, that. dude. There's so many fucking accolades that this guy's there's had. so many. Yeah. They were, let's see, when he teamed up with Brian Pillman, they ranked So don't get him. me wrong. He had a very, very long career. Oh, yeah. But when he came, when it came down to Stone Cold and WWE, it was such a short run. Yeah. 2001. 90, what, 97? 96 to... 2003. Yeah. Man, there's so many facts on here. He was most hated wrestler of 2001, most popular in 98. Uh, he was number one twice on the PWI in 98. In 2003, he was number 19 out of two the, out of 500 on the PWI. Wow. Uh, ranked 50 with Brian Pillman in 2003 for tag team. And I think that's I think that's it. So, I'm going to go on and say it. I think that Stone Cold Steve Austin is the motherfucking GOAT. I think he's the greatest of all time. I've I've said that multiple times. I mean, I know people have debated it. uh, Is it safe to say that Stone Cold Steve Austin was bigger than Hollywood Hulk Hogan? You know, I know it's been debated, and I know a lot of people can say without Hogan, there would not be a professional wrestler. Hogan was the post let's, let's compare Austin from 97 to 98 to Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Do you think that he was as big? Because I, I do. I do. I do. Every time you, like you said, you hear that glass shatter, you just stood up on your seat, and you were just plotting, you were yelling, you were so much happiness of hearing that glass shatter. That guy got popped like like there there's no word. And he still will to this day. Yeah. A lot louder than Hulk Hogan would. Yeah. Hulk Hogan 
Well, Hulk Hogan kind of fucking there's a lot put himself that, in that there's position. There's a lot but, of things that Hogan has done since that. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but nonetheless, uh, comparing him to 80s Hogan, as big as Hogan is I'm gonna, or was, and I know, I'm going to say that Stone yeah, Cold was bigger, dude. Stone Cold was bigger, and I know I'm not the biggest Hogan fan. I don't care for Hogan much, but Austin was the man. Austin was mad. No disrespect to the Rock. And I think the Rock Austin is right there. up there too. Yeah, I th- I think that it's down to like the Rock and Stone Cold, two of the greatest yeah, fucking those are the two personalities greatest, to ever that, hit wrestling. Yeah, those two are just like you can't separate. It's like kind of hard to put one over the other. They, they are they both are definitely on my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, and that doesn't go down to like skill or anything like that. Uh, that's just overall charisma and what they brought to professional wrestling um and entertainment yeah um i don't think anybody could ever fucking like we've said it a million times on this podcast everybody said it a million times there will never be another stone cold steve austin or the rock no those two fucking guys are incredible i mean i am fortunate that steve did you talk you talk you you talk about the energy that hook brings yeah that it's just it's just an energy that ain't shit compared, compared to what to fucking Steve Stone Austin. Cold and, and that that's not even like a flea on their shoulder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is that energy that they brought was out of this fucking yeah. world. In my personal book, Steve Austin number one. And I I just always like Steve Austin more than the Rock. It's just something about that I don't give a shit out of. Me too. Don't me get too. me wrong, they were both great on the mic, but just something about Steve Austin. He had like both and I know he used to get made fun of. He had the most basic gear in the ring, but man, he just told a story in the ring. That's the cool thing about um, Stone Cold is that he didn't need to look flashy. He, he wasn't a flashy character. That wasn't what he was about. No. The only thing he had that was flashy was the leather vest with the with the skull in the back. That's it. He was yep, just that's as all big he needed, as man. I mean, we brought it up some weeks ago about the NWO. You've seen fans with NWO. That's the same with Austin. Austin 316 is like the rock. When I was going to school. never had an Austin 316 moment. Yeah. When I was going to school, the coolest fucking merchandise to own was either an NWO shirt or a Stone Cold Steve Austin Austin 316 shirt. It had to be the Austin 316 t-shirt. Yeah. Like that. there, there was nothing that compared to those two t-shirts. No. But if you had one of those, you were you were among the cool kids in the wrestling fans. Oh, at easily, school. easily. When you had an Austin shirt, you if you had the skull on the back of your shirt, you knew you're one of the cool. It's like comparable to <laughs> the NWO. That's how big Austin. I need to get some of these retro shirts, dude. I know WWE shit sells oh, them on yeah. their shop. I'm gonna fucking plug their shit real quick because I'm gonna go pick some up. Yeah. Speaking I of actually. merchandise, <laughs> speaking of merchandise, man, shout out to Brainbuster Tees who holds all of our merchandise. Go check it out and buy some fucking merch from us, guys. We have some cool shit over there, just as cool as the NWO and Austin 316 T-shirts. It may be even bigger. Go check it out at BrainbusterTees.com. Uh, that just about wraps it up for us here at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can follow us on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. Go follow our friends over at Everything Pro Wrestling as well. James, did you have fun talking about this today? Dude, the talk about Steve Austin, <laughs> there's no questions asked. Steve Austin is the greatest, so that's where I'll leave. It's always a pleasure to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
And we'll end it on that note, man. Um, yeah, Stone Cold is the motherfucking goat. And we will see you guys next week right here on the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Peace. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's a 